0: Rise and shine, liberty loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K R I S A N N E H A L L dot com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband, JC Hall. Howdy. It is New Year's Eve, JC. It, it is New Year's Eve, and I'm excited to have everybody with us today. Uh, this is. The last, oh, this is the last broadcast for 2019. Nice. So when you see us tomorrow, you will see us in the year 2020.
1: The Roaring Twenties. All right.
0: How cool is that? The Roaring Twenties. Oh!
1: <laughs> what?
0: okay that totally makes sense now I saw a post the other day and um, I think it may have been uh, Michael Bolden or something they wrote an article about welcome to the roaring 20s and I didn't it didn't it didn't occur to me what what they meant by the the roaring 20s so here we
1: are
0: here we are again. Wow, amazing think about that though our grandparents lived hundred years ago mm-hmm. think about the things that have changed in a hundred years. the things that we've seen the 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 things i mean i I wonder how many out there could make a list of the number of of changes in government activity
1: mm-hmm.
0: from nineteen hundred. <laughs>
1: When 2020. think comparing 20s to 20s, I we might be, you know, going back. I mean, that's the that's the year of prohibition and, mm-hmm. you know, st- police, strong-armed police and that's, versus that's, the mob. And that's pretty much the
0: year the war on drugs started too, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I want to cover this week. I'm going to write this down. Well, that's what my, led to it. I got to write down this on my list this week. Uh, everybody, you know, you were watching us yesterday. I made a list of all the stuff that we need to cover when we are gone, and I'm tired. I'm, I'm starting this list thing, JC, because I'm sick and tired of coming across stuff that just, I think, man, this is so important, and nobody's talking about it, and I, I load it up in my computer, I'm ready to go, and then all of a sudden, squirrel, right? Squirrel! All of a sudden, something is gone, and I don't have it anymore. I was actually so, writing
1: down... My list are the some of the questions that the folks were putting in the uh,
0: oh awesome comments
1: that we we're not able to answer. <laughs> hey everybody, you know, right I got my
0: Liberty plus mora- or Freedom plus morality uh, equals Liberty T-shirt on. It's got this really cool back to it. Uh, make sure you go to chrisannhall.com and you get your Liberty T-shirts for 2020. Let's. Let's speak liberty in our shirts.
1: You're going to get chastised by a church lady. Oh,
0: or... church lady, whatever. <laughs> I am fearfully and wonderfully made. <laughs> all right? If you have to hop over your visual obstructions, I can't help you. Uh, so anyway, Cato has a really good article that came out uh, about the, um, about the uh, um, opioid crisis. Okay. about how Who there's uh, Cato okay Cato uh, how there is absolutely no correlation whatsoever between the abuse of of drugs and the number of legal prescriptions that are written so it's kind of like saying that we have to uh, control guns because bad guys use guns right and so the, the thing is, is that the number of opioid prescriptions actually went down, right? Mm. But the abuse of the drugs went up. And so Cato's, Cato's, you know, whole tagline in the thing is this war on the drugs thing is failing. You guys don't even have the right perspective. So because that's almost like a hobby, you know, one of the things that you've interested in, You've re- you read that book, Chasing the Scream. Yeah. Uh, I thought that that would be a really great thing to, to talk about on the show in the upcoming, uh, whenever we can get to it. Sounds good. And I think that, that, I think that the war on drugs um, is something that, that we can really concentrate on as a topic because when you see how much of our legislation, how much of our police state Mm-hmm. is driven by the same kind of mentality you know stop the bad control the bad because or troll the good guys because the bad guys uh are are abusing things right right so it's the whole morality police it's actually the lack of self-governance basically well,
1: it's interesting that you know it goes for it actually goes farther back than what chasing the scream went didn't didn't go quite far back it talks about um uh, and and some of that time period post prohibition. But it's funny the the prohibition movement uh, was was really, uh, a Rockefeller scheme yeah I don't know if many know that so it's
0: I remember you taught that yeah. in your uh, River University remember if you're in Tampa or you want to come to Tampa and go to school we have the River School of Government here it's really good and JC is teaching this class yeah. on that it was so that was one of the eye-opening things that I saw in that class sorry I did to interrupt no, you but no. it, it really excited me when I learned that tell yeah, them no. that story
1: well I, I don't I'm not gonna Teach. It's probably longer yeah. than we have here, but it just you know, I, I'm I'm a former pastor. Some people don't know that. Uh, but the whole prohibition movement is couched in this moral mm-hmm. in the moral argument, and it it really had nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it had to do with Rockefeller controlling uh, the the oil market, which sounds crazy. But what? I
0: know it yeah. does sound crazy. But when you see,
1: you think what does that have to do with the oil right. market? Well, it's because because alcohol. Uh, fuel was a cheap alternative that anybody could make, you know, in their backyard. Whatever and you could find. Ford
0: it. had actually created engines that. Yeah, I were, don't know
1: who. I, yeah, I don't remember Ford. who, who the was engine. But there were there were plenty of alcohol engines. Um, there were, I mean, same thing with the electric. Mm-hmm. There was there was a more robust electric uh, car, electric buses, electric street streetcar. All this stuff. Yeah. There were more of them. Uh, back in the early teens, than the gas-powered cars, mm-hmm. right? So we already had a burgeoning electric car uh, right. industry, right? But the Rockefellers, Rockefeller literally paid people um, to that that were part of like the electric transportation system, public transportation system, to take the cars and literally destroy the electric cars, mm-hmm. scrap them. Uh, same thing with with the prohibition Perfectly movement
0: operating yeah. machinery so, so the thing about so the prohibi the market
1: think about the prohibition movement so you know again you had electric cars, uh, alcohol uh, alcohol fuel uh, engines mm-hmm. which was a lot cheaper and you could make. and so uh, Rockefeller basically funded the temperance movement which was you know it was going nowhere it was not a big thing and he backed it. And it, and basically, they what happened was, they basically drove the legislators to make a bill that would put essentially a poison
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the alcohol fuel. Right. Right. Because they were saying, oh, we have to we have to make it where people won't drink the alcohol. Right. So they said you have to put this additive. Well, the cost of the of putting the additive in the alcohol fuel mm-hmm. drove up the price of the alcohol fuel, right? And so it was no longer, no longer competitive. That made the petroleum-based uh, gasoline and the, and the combustion engines, the gasoline combustion engines, you know, the cheap alternative. And so boom, suddenly the market flooded with, with you know, the regular gas guzzling cars and it was all a scheme by Rockefeller. So the Prohibition movement in the 20s was all a Rockefeller scheme, and it had to do with seizing, basically having all the cars, uh, you know, on the road, because they conflated, mm-hmm. like you, like you kind of thing right. with Cato. They conflated the alcohol being used uh, for fuel to. Alcoholism.
0: Well, the thing that I really wanted to talk—I mean—and drove thing, it out through
1: regulation. Yeah, the, the thing, thing that
0: that really, really struck me in this article by Cato, and I, here we are teaching it. I'm not even wanting to do that right now, but <laughs> the thing that I really struck me was that everything about this opioid abuse, uh, uh, addiction problem, abuse problem being tied to doctors prescribing it was an official CDC report. Yeah. How many times, JC, have I said on the air when it had to do something about the Affordable Care Act or the powers of government or something like that, all it takes is the CDC to issue some report and now it's stinking gospel. It's like, well... Like the lady in, in, in Washington told me, it's settled science because right. the CDC says so. And we know the CDC and the NIH, uh, you know, they're in collusion together and they, they give their marching orders to the Health and Human Services. So the whole thing is just a total scam.
1: Well, again, I don't, you know, I don't want to be, well, I don't really care, but for, for the, for this, uh,
0: Jason cares very at the, little. At
1: the risk of being targeted like Alex Jones again it all ties to the same people i mean if you Mm -hmm. dig deep enough you look at the Rockefellers and the cabal Mm -hmm. uh, who control these organizations that that's one that was one of their techniques right Uh, infiltration right i taught the students infiltration um institutions right they would they would infiltrate uh, companies or institutions, or they would create new institutions mm-hmm. that they controlled. So you look at things like CDC and all these so-called government agencies that right. that are telling you what's good and what's not. It's all driven by someone else's agenda, right? Because they you
0: follow the money. Exactly
1: because they have follow a particular you know dog in the fight. They have a share of the market that they want to protect, that they want mm-hmm. that they, they want to control, and then they want to you know knock this business down promote this business pick winners and losers basically and keep mm-hmm. keep the money flowing to themselves and so it it's it's the same it's the same thing it happens over and over again so it's it's amazing like i said as when i was in the when i was in the you know the ministry and people would come at me uh, wanting support for these moralistic mm. crusades right these these legislative moralistic crusades right. because They've been taught, you know, we're, we're combating this, we're combating that, when in fact they were, they're useful idiots. Because the people, the manipulators, the cabal, actually are using the church and using morality as a cover to get what we now call the religious right on their side. In order to promote their own self-interest, and and you know, people in the church get so gung ho about this stuff. They don't, they don't know, they don't how research, many, and they don't know what's behind it. How many things can
0: name off of your uh, off the top of your head now that the church, the people of the church, have become uh, the, the driving horses, the useful idiots, as you say. And they say you have you have uh, the prohibition, right? You have women rights, mm-hmm. right? The whole free love movement. The whole free love movement, and that's not the 1960s, by the way. That's 1785, is when the free love movement started, and that's probably a whole nother class. Started with a, ma- a woman named Mary Wollenstonecraft and a book that she wrote, that was picked up by a bunch of Presbyterian, in name only, ministers, mm-hmm. and drove this free love movement in which they professed that that marriage was an institution of slavery these Presbyterian ministers uh, uh, marriage is an institution of slavery for the women right and then you also have Planned Parenthood Margaret mm-hmm. Sanger co-opted right. the black ministers t- t- to kill the babies yeah. I mean how many times and this is why I believe and again that
1: goes back to the banking cabal I mean the right. whole globalist cabal uh, you know with Population control, eugenics. Right. I mean, it's crazy how much it ties back to the same people. You say we're going we were, to do a, we're going to do a show on Cecil Rhodes yes. and all those guys. Oh, I, yeah, people it's are a, really excited about. It's that It's astounding one. how all the stuff. It's like like the streams run to the same place. Yes, it, it's unbelievable. Yes,
0: so people are excited about the Cecil Rhodes. Hey, I wanted to show everybody. This is the uh, backwards. There we go. Socialists suck. Coffee mug. Uh, you should get this for for work. I mean seriously, how awesome would that be on the back? Ignore the lipstick mark. You get all of the it says on the top, "Keep your bloody socialism," but it really is a teaching tool, right? Yeah. It tells you all of the the millions. And I mean millions at this point when you total it up, you know, it's probably billions of people that socialism has killed over the years and and putting sprinkles on Socialism here in America doesn't change anything. So, J.C., I have my my Donald Trump pen today, and I have my Donald Trump pen today because I am going to be covering a story we're going to go into right now uh, that just came hot off the presses to me, uh, in which now I am going to be a never Trumper. Are you ready? Okay. Here we go, Chris and This is and this is what really, really. This stuff really, really irritates me because this is the tribalism kills stuff, right? So, uh, our just to apologize to you guys out there, our our internet's lagging. I don't know if it's because everybody's home today and things are slowed down, but uh, we don't. I don't have any pictures for you yeah, today. Yeah, almost
1: never happens. I don't. Know it what.
0: never happens here. I don't get it. So, Town Hall publishes an article. Yale professor gets roasted for saying Mitch McConnell has zero constitutional authority to shape. Trump impeachment trial. So Timothy Snyder uh, is is a Yale professor, and it said and he tweets out. He's got this string of tweets. Why does Senator McConnell talk about how he will run the impeachment trial, and why do we listen? He has zero constitutional authority to decide its shape.
1: What does that mean?
0: That well, that means that means that that. Senator McConnell is not the king of the Senate. Right. Right? And that's what he's saying. Okay. Okay. But now, all of the conservatives are coming out and beating this Yale professor up for saying that Mitch McConnell does not have the authority to shape the Senate trial and so basically what the conservatives are coming back and and that's why I said they're roasting him uh, is because they're claiming that Mitch McConnell is the king of the Senate you yeah, have seriously at this point I think we need to shut down Harvard and Yale until we figure out what's going on um, here's 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 somebody I'm not gonna call out anybody's name or anything but it says he literally decides the shape of the trial and has complete constitutional authority you just put the zero in front of the phrase and claim you're correct. You are zero correct in that tweet. And, and this is the thing that really, really drives me nuts. This is the tribalism kills. Look, we can, we can easily go...
1: I have a problem with the whole conversation.
0: Yeah, okay, go ahead.
1: What does shape mean? What does zero yeah. mean? I mean, yeah. they're, they're all just... I mean, they're, all these are non-terms. It's not well, even a constitutional conversation. First off... Uh, so Mitch McConnell's not the king in the Senate, but it is the Senate, right. right? And that's where the impeachment trial takes place. Right. I mean, he has some authority. He has more authority than Nancy Pelosi in the House.
0: No, 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 he, right, <laughs> right, but he doesn't have ruling authority over over it because Article... Is well,
1: he claiming yes. that he, yes. he, he is the sole decider yes. of impeachment? Yes,
0: he is claiming that he writes all the rules and they have to adopt the rules that he wants. I that see. he will decide how this, that he will decide how impeachment goes, and whether there will be an impeachment trial, and how that impeachment trial runs. Well, That's got, the way. it's Well, this goes, goes
1: back to the same thing we talked about of why the Republicans don't don't stand against the democrats overreach yes because when it's their turn they want the same power so i mean we saw by the way we saw this when and you talked about this and took flack for this yes when mitch mcconnell would not move on right uh you know the confirmation hearings for judges right Uh you have have your things you know vote or don't vote whatever but do your job and you said that then so in that sense they really have no um, they have no basis, right, to criticize Nancy Pelosi right. for anything, and they don't
0: want to. Does. They don't want to because they know. And I always tell people this all the time: don't use Wikipedia as a, ah, as as your definitive source, but Wikipedia does have good stuff on it. So go to Wikipedia and look and, and just search U.S. presidents on Wikipedia. And U.S. presidents, there's a really nice chart of all the U.S. presidents that we've ever had. And once political parties became into play, they enter into the chart. Once they became into play, you see Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Democrat, Republican, Republican. Republican. I mean, we're in now this cycle of everybody, everybody's party gets two terms, but they don't want to challenge power because it's a rotating thing. They know it's only a matter of terms before they're back in power in the House. And, it's, they only, and they know it's only a matter of terms until they're, you know, they're in the power in the Senate. Now here's Article 1, Section 3, Clauses 6 and 7, JC. The Senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments. When sitting for that purpose, they shall be on oath or affirmation. When the President of the United States is tried, the Chief Justice shall preside. And no person shall be convicted without the concurrence of two-thirds of the members present. All right. There is absolutely nothing in Article 1, Section 3, Clause 6 and 7 about the autonomy or authority of of the leader of the Senate, the party leader, right? The majority leader. Nothing in there. They're talking about the Senate as a whole. And I just want to remind everybody. This was a huge contention for those who were ratifying the Constitution. Article five of the Constitution contains a phrase that says, and all senators shall have equal suffrage in the Senate. This idea that Mitch McConnell or Winnie the Pooh, if he becomes the the leader of the, the, you know, the leader of the Senate, right? has some kind of autonomous leading authority. So then is it is totally and this and this professor is is right. I did him a disservice, JC, because he actually has 10 tweets. You know, Twitter limits the number of things no, you can sure. do. No, sure.
1: that's probably beside the point. So
0: he he actually makes good com- constitutional argument. And and I want to point everybody to the key phrase and this is something that we use all the th- I'm always trying to point out he says uh, he has zero, what, constitutional authority to decide its shape. He does not where, have where, any constitutional does, authority.
1: Okay, where does the decision lie in, quote, deciding its shape? How should that how should that go about? Because it seems to me, mm-hmm. right, because people make this argument all the time. You get into what we're talking about, parliamentary procedures. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Constitution doesn't get into that kind of minutia. Right. You, you have to run... The the hearing right? right it's got to have a process right so in the context of all senators having equal like we're having equal representation they have equal say equal suffrage um, and then we have Roberts rules of orders you've got criminal procedure you you know how how should that go how should that process how is it decided or well, how should it okay
0: be so here's the first thing that we have to remember JC this is actually a trial okay. This is not a special, separate kind of procedure. This is a trial. Remember in Federalist 65, Alexander Hamilton actually refers to it over and over again as a trial based on evidence, not based on politics, not based on emotion, not based on feelings, but based on evidentiary rules and evidence. And and we realize
1: none of the senators follow the Constitution. We're talking about how the people who wrote the thing... Envisioned it taking place Uh,
0: and and as James Madison would say more relevantly those who actually ratified it how they believed it was going to work when they ratified it and so what we have to understand as a trial there are already certain things that are established I mean seriously trials have rules even the federal courts have actual rules that's why in the uh, impeachment of the president the Supreme Court the Chief Justice presides to make sure the evidentiary rules are followed because this is such when the president is being impeached this is such a politically motivated issue and that remember if you have if you don't know how that works you got to go to the 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 episode that we did where we talked about federalist 65
1: should link because, that in the show notes yeah
0: well i'll remember to do that uh, I'll put a little sixty-five here to remind myself. Put that in the show notes. So, so oh. how,
1: so the way it should be approached, and again, we—they're corrupt. Mm-hmm. They're they're absolute sleaze balls. Yeah, total, yeah. total I mean, tyrants. Totally know this, but and, if you
0: are going to talk about constitutional authority, the way then you they should know how right. it's supposed to work.
1: So, so the starting point is you have to look first off at the writings mm-hmm. of the drafters where they talked about this particular issue. So, like you said, you go to. Federalist sixty-five. That's where you see that the ratifiers, the way they characterized this process, was as a as a trial. So right. they likened it to a trial that you would find in court. Right. So, so it seemed very clearly implied. Uh, I'd that,
0: expected that more would, than implied. Expected. Yeah. So it's
1: expected. It, what what you glean from the mm-hmm. drafters' writings when right. you read that Federalist sixty-five and other places that they had an expectation and I would say even an assumption, just mm-hmm. like people just this wasn't even argument yeah, then. Yeah. It was right. just assumed that when you go through an impeachment, then it would you would do the same things that you would do in a trial. So like right. the whole the whole part in the house where President Trump was complaining about the lack of due process and all these due process Mm -hmm. violations. And and the Democrats were saying, "Oh, it's not a trial. We're not in court. You don't get due process." The framers expected that due pro like, where is there ever a place that due process would not apply to any American, anywhere, right? Regardless of their office position, right? Constitutionally speaking,
0: or in reality, because we all know reality. No, no, from the framers'
1: perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So. You go to the original documents, you get how they characterize it, and that's how you right, proceed. Exactly. So you're saying where you get the rules, where you how you decide what the rules will be, you take that, how they describe it. So you would you would say I you would, go get the rules of criminal procedure. Right, you, that, you
0: use the federal rules of criminal procedure. That's how it goes. It's supposed to be, it is a trial. It's supposed to operate like a trial. You've got a Supreme Court justice presiding over it. And they make it sound like, "Oh, well, I mean because that's what this the the Yale professor says. Look, you have the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States presiding over this." And if you don't know anything about how a courtroom works, then maybe that's where your confusion is. But in a courtroom, it's actually the judge that's presiding that that settles the rules and the procedures because then the lawyers bring forward the uh I, I wish we could just isn't, sort of go through a mock trial one isn't day. Isn't that something. why
1: like you talked about when we went through Federalist sixty five, isn't that why the drafters made uh the Chief Justice part of the process? And yes, he like would be the one superintending yes. Uh, yes. The procedural, like the right. court procedural type He's process. the
0: one that actually shapes it because the Senate could say, okay, we want to follow uh, the, the, this rule which is outside the federal rules of criminal procedure or we want to follow or we don't want to follow this federal rule of criminal procedure and then the mm-hmm. chief justice would say, no, wait a minute, you can't do that or yes, we have to do that. So in reality, constitutionally speaking on the impeachment of a president, the chief justice does that. Now I do want to remind everybody again this is this is absolutely in writing article one section three clauses six and seven again it says the Senate now anything that would be happening outside the criminal rules of procedure how they would you know I would say here's here's the things that you would have to settle on right the order of the witnesses the order of the presentation of evidence mm-hmm. the uh, the presentation or lack of presentation of evidence you know or witnesses right so these are the kind of things like as a prosecutor or defense attorney you would decide that's that would be left up to the Senate mm-hmm. so in that
1: how do you how would you do that, that the would
0: that would have to come by vote of the Senate because remember not,
1: not one man not I'm one the majority leader man. I lay down all the rules
0: right right and so JC this this falls back in line all these people who are are now conservative and because it's Trump backing this one man's authority because it's Mitch McConnell. This is the same thing that I said back when Mitch McConnell uh, wasn't going to let uh, Barack Obama uh, nominate for the the Supreme Court justices, right? Or for federal justices. Like, okay, you're going to do that. It's going to come back and bite you. And it did come back. This is the same thing. This law professor is absolutely constitutionally sound. I know that sounds crazy, but he actually is. Now, I'm not saying that he's always constitutionally sound or if in this aspect, his hatred for Trump has driven him to be constitutionally sound. But nonetheless, it doesn't, remember, what is the argument, if Hitler's- Truth truth, truth
1: is truth no matter where you find it. Truth
0: is truth no matter where you find it. If Hitler
1: said two plus two is four, just because he's the one that said it doesn't make right. it untrue. Yeah. So, so this—I mean, I don't even know who he is. Maybe he's a flaming liberal. But on right. the on the constitutional point, on the constitutional he, he's correct. point,
0: he's absolutely correct. And so, well, that's and
1: that's the danger. You know, we talk about that as well. The, the we taught in the class the controlled opposition. Uh, you know, this whole dynamic. So a lot of times an argument is put out so that we we react directly opposite to it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and when in fact we're attacking our own liberty by doing that we just yes. blindly yes. take the exact opposite so position. now
0: when the when democrats have control of the senate don't forget conservatives that you made this argument because you created your hayman gallows to hang yourself in Mer, uh no hannah winthrop one of our founding mothers talked about how often do we see people precipitately maddening on to their own destruction. And that's that's what we're looking at here. People arguing for their own destruction. So here you know, I, I just make sure you have my, I am my Trump pen today to counteract the fact that I actually stood up with a Yale professor who was actually correct about the Constitution. And you know, I mean I've been in trouble for standing up with the ACLU before, and, and but we are liberty first here. We are Constitution first, and and it just sickens me that now.
1: But that's where, like I said, now we
0: have this whole narrative yeah, to deal with.
1: Because that's the trap. I mean, that's that whole the whole Hegelian that somebody just mentioned. The the whole Hegelian you know dynamic where they they build you build the argument and put the other side in a position to react mm-hmm. in in directly in direct opposition right uh, and and you're you're self-destructed to your own liberty and that maybe that's so common in conservative circles it's unbelievable when when you have a mindset and that's what i think and again we're not never trumpers but we we'll get a, get accused of being never trumpers it's about principle but this is the thing i think we were having this conversation the other day i think that the general philosophy of this president and many, many in the Republican conservative circles at at the moment is simply win, right? Mm -hmm. The drive is win. So whatever you can get the opposite, get the opposition to say, then you go against it to defeat them. And we're so blinded by, we got to beat them, we got to one up them, uh, that you take a position that is destructive to liberty, contrary to the constitution. And plus, you know, most of these commentators, they don't know the Constitution anyway. They're, they're conservatives. They're not constitutionalists. Uh, they're just, you know, just rah rah, we love so, America, and they don't see any further. So, than the, that.
0: again, this is the source of my frustration because for 10 years now, traveling across America, teaching the Constitution, studying the Constitution, I am still absolutely, completely convinced and adamant that the, it's not rocket science, it's not yeah. complicated. These people complicate it. That's, that's how you know it's tribalism complicates it. And so, what's frustrating to me then is now I just simply bring up a truth, right? And and all I have to do is present the text, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, the same people who are arguing that Nancy Pelosi is acting like a queen and she shouldn't have that kind of authority in the House are now saying that Mitch McConnell does, and and. Constitution be damned. We're going to kill ourselves via tribalism. And I I, I just one day, JC.
1: That's why you're not invited to one the fancy day, parties.
0: It is why I'm not invited <laughs> to the fancy parties. It's why it's why because three times in 3 months I've been to the White House. Three times in three months, I've met key people, and none of them return my messages. None of them contact me. Nobody's asking me to be uh, an advisor. Nobody wants the truth. Everybody wants somebody's opinion, right? But nobody wants someone who can articulate plainly, clearly, bottom shelf truth.
1: No, I think because if you get, if you're too clear about the Constitution, this is why you frighten both sides, if you're too clear about the Constitution, then it exposes Republicans and Democrats. Then the Republicans, you know, wait a minute, you're telling people what we're not allowed to do. We want to be able to do that. Yes. Be quiet, Chrisanne. So that's why you're not welcome here. You you, you know, so Jesus. that's why you get attacked, because it's all about power and control.
0: Well, now you you, you, you see my frustration, <laughs> because I, I, you know, every time but I'm there are posting plenty something... People. People keep claiming, "Well, Chrisanne, you just keep fighting those Democrats. You just keep moving." <laughs> no, people, I fight both sides, and I and that's what's frustrating to me. I have to fight both sides, and even many times,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I have to fight the libertarians too. Sure, right? I mean, seriously, and then and then people. Whom I've come to respect and trust in the majority of times, they get pulled in these political things and then all of a sudden people are like, well, hey, Chrisanne, this person, you know, you've talked, you've promoted this person and her writings and all of this, but she doesn't seem quite, she doesn't agree with you. And I'm like, look, I can't, I can't account for where people deviate right I can and and I will say look if your opinions lead you to a different understanding then hey that's on you but I endeavor and I know JC joins me we endeavor to be strictly historically hermeneutically documentarily, I'm gonna keep iking up words physicality
1: your favorite made up word My favorite made up watch word. Physical- any football physicality. game physicality.
0: physicality i'm just saying we we are going to be dedicated to be liberty over security principle over party truth over personality am i 100% right no over the years have i moved have i changed have i understood yes i've had greater revelation i have a greater understanding and i have changed certain things especially when it comes to citizenship and stuff like that i've i've really come to have a better understanding of that stuff uh,
1: But I don't think the basic fundamentals move very much.
0: No, 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 no. We're talking about tweaks. We're talking about tweaks.
1: And the thing is, to me, if you stand for principle, you're never going to really be, you're never going to fit into a group that has their sort of checklist and you have to check all the boxes. Cause what if you don't check a box and <laughs> in the world we live in now,
0: Jesus was hated by the Pharisees and the sinners alike. Yeah. So well,
1: just- in the world we live in now, if you have 95 boxes and you don't check one of them, then you're completely, you you know, you're an enemy. You're marked off the list. You're ostracized and you know, all that kind of stuff. So like, like over, over this administration, you know, say you've, you point out something good that Trump's done, say, you know, 50 times, and then one time you say, he's wrong on this, then a, then a thousand people come at you with, you're a never Trumper, like the lady on yeah. whatever doofus, you know, <laughs> nobody watches news network, I don't remember the lady's name, and yeah. she she puts out some warning, like we got a link, put out, I, I I've never warned anybody to stay away from somebody. But, oh, but this God. this never-Trumper, Chris Ann Hall, because you you criticize the parts in the USMCA that signs over our sovereignty to other nations, and so now you're a never-Trumper.
0: So let's... Uh, you know what, JC? I do want to... So you're we moron. Ladies, I
1: don't know what the lady's name is. I
0: want to talk about that. Just in case you
1: catch the segment, you're an idiot and nobody's watching you <laughs> anyway. So shut up.
0: <laughs> so I, I want to talk about this FAA thing too. But I, while we're here, I just want to say, look, uh, since I'm already a Never-Trumper today because I'm siding with the Yale professor, Trump was wrong about bump stock bans. Trump is wrong. Of, was, he actually supported stop and frisk, and he was wrong about that. Uh, Trump is wrong about the USMCA. He is also wrong about detainment. Uh, he was wrong when he removed the requirement to report civilian ca- casualties from drone attacks. Uh, there's a long list of wrongs, okay? So, let's just get them all out of the way. Get it done. I got my Trump pen, so I must be good. I've I've got my, my, my amulet.
1: He knows how to run a hotel, I'm going to tell you that.
0: I know, right? He's not wrong about that. All right, so, here's this thing, and I wanted to... uh, Yeah, we're still doing the whole thing. So, the FAA, uh, Federal Aviation administration. Mm-hmm. Where's that in the Constitution, JC? The you, Federal Aviation Administration.
1: Do you remember we had that conversation with the guy from the, what was it, Washington Post or whatever, mm-hmm. that came and interviewed you? Mm-hmm. And That's
0: the, That was actually the second time I actually yeah. had that conversation at a law school. I was on a panel representing the Federalist Society. I'm, a, I'm, I'm actually a Federal Society speaker, or at least I was on their list until the uh, SPLC attacked me. I don't know if I'm on the list anymore, but nonetheless, I was on the list. They brought me in. Uh, and the question was about the FAA. How do we fly, right? So when I mentioned that the FAA, there's no authorization in the Constitution for the FAA.
1: Yeah. And yeah, and, and he like he freaked out uh, and he was like, you know, what do you mean and how could we do this and how we, we got to fly from place to place? And you said, um, you said, why, why can't the states do that? What did we do before? You you basically, you talked about all these, because he said it was for him, it was, it was, it's federal Mm -hmm. or it doesn't exist. Right. And he had no concept outside of that. And you said, why can't the states do it? And he looked at you, it was like silence. And you laid out the argument and he couldn't argue against it. Well, yeah, thing. that makes sense. He had never No, thought they never of even it.
0: thought about that. Here's the here's what I did at the law school. I said I said the same thing. Why can't the states do it? Well, there would be chaos. I said, "Okay, so how does somebody fly from France to Germany?"
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what you mean How does somebody to.
0: fly from France to Germany? How does somebody fly from England to to Italy? Because they don't have a a, a FAA controlling all them. They're basically the states germany's a state france is a state italy's a state england is a state they're governing that so why can't that happen now i can see i can see i could see the possibility of an argument for international flights Mm -hmm. i could see that because remember the federal government's authority is to be a unified, unified yeah. voice in foreign affairs. Yeah. So if, your fly, if there has to be regulations on flights coming into the United States, they have to be the same, right? So you don't want 50 different rules so that every country flying in has to figure out, okay, what 50 different rules do I have to have, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm flying into this state tomorrow and this state in an hour and whatever. So you have for international flights why well, are you smiling way, at me like that? You're making me nervous. Oh me? Yeah, you've got this really cheesy grin like somebody's saying something on there you're. No,
1: head. I just I just thought that's funny what you're saying. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean like I was thinking flying is flying. Yes. It's not is they're not going to be 50 different things well, of every could state. Be. I mean things.
0: you can only you have to have your red light on the right and your let, blue light on the you know. Yeah. I mean who knows when <laughs> we regulate the heck out of stuff so I'm not gonna end that possibility but for international flights maybe an FAA but flight from state to state there's absolutely no authority for this but this now is not just simply flights
1: right these are
0: drones
1: so now the new rules are
0: about about drones Drones. okay now what here's what's crazy now somebody's be like well that has nothing to do with me right I'm not I'm not gonna fly any drones or or whatever right Uh, okay maybe not But here's here's how this law works. If you're flying a drone that is a half a pound, Mm -hmm. okay, you have to register with the FAA your identity and report whenever you're going to fly your drone. You actually have to get FAA approval to fly a toy. Now, somebody said, well... They put bombs in drones. Okay, um, my phone weighs more than a half a pound. Okay? I'm talking about the drone that you got at the at the toy store, right? Not only that. Okay, so here's the thing. $26,000 fine if you do not register your drone. Now, that's not even the scariest part. They want to make a massive network to monitor what traffic signals of drones so each drone a half a pound or more is going to get a chip in it and they're going to create the FAA is going to create this massive I don't know, it's like a, a, I just feel this this net that comes across the no, United States, yeah. right?
1: I'll tell you what they're doing. Their net, it's a it's a it's basically a way to hack all the drones, network into all the drones and spy. It's just like your TV. I mean, right. you, you wouldn't think, who, who would imagine? Right. Right, if you go back, say, 30 years. Right. And say somebody is going to be looking at you in your house. Through your
0: TV a massive here, here's how it's described a new massive tracking network that's what they're calling it a new massive tracking Network.
1: I think about...
0: A, 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 an umbrella that goes all over the the United States in the ether and tracks what, JC? It
1: reminds me of a Terminator. Radio signals,
0: Terminator, right? Terminator movie. Exactly. No, they're going to track what? Radio signals. Just drone radio signals? Because you know those red light cameras are just to make sure that we're safe and we don't run red lights.
1: Well, the thing is not about what, what they are going to do or what they are doing or tracking. It's about building the capability of what they can do. Yeah. I think about the, the your phone right the little phone you have your phone now remember this was just a few years ago i think during the obama administration now have you ever had the moment where you're say you're you're in a store in the mall and then everybody's phone makes that beep right the amber alert they basically can now take mm-hmm. control of every phone right they have your phone mm-hmm. for that time you know to, to send you the message or whatever. It's the same kind of thing. So you, you're giving access to, they see all these drones coming up, and it's a whole right. lot easier to spy on people through their own drones, you know, sitting in NSA tapping a button right. than it is to build drones for the government and supply them and pay for them and have them spy on everyone. It's just a lot easier to hijack everybody else's Somebody stuff. Said- their drones, their phones, their smart TV, right. their computer, whatever.
0: Somebody uh, on the chat side said the, the cure is don't fly a drone. No, that is not the cure. That is actually empowering the government and giving them permission what they're doing. We, you don't give up your property rights when the government wants to come and take your stuff. Okay, yeah. you don't just say fine. All right, I won't fly a drone. Are we? Did we stop driving cars? Did we, I mean, seriously, at what point does it end? Yeah. And if I want to fly a stinking when, drone... When do you run out not? of things
1: yeah. that you no longer do? That
0: you no longer do. That you give up, you give right, up, you exactly. give up, you give
1: up, you surrender, you surrender, here's, you surrender.
0: Here's how it should work. I should be able to fly my drone wherever I want to fly my drone. If I fly my drone and I in, and I interfere with air traffic, then they should be able to shoot my drone down. They should be able to, to destroy my drone, do whatever they need to do to get my drone down, right? If I'm interfering, because now I'm interfering with somebody else's liberty. If I fly my drone over somebody else's property, here's a better one. Somebody flies their drone over mine. I'm shooting it down. Mm-hmm. Don't come to me and complain about the fact that I destroyed your property. Don't fly your drone on my property. Yeah. Right. And that that goes for the federal government and the state government too. You fly your drone over my property, I'm shooting it down because you got no authority to fly your to interfere with my property rights.
1: People use drones for hunting, photography. You know all sorts of just recreational Farmers stuff. Farmers
0: use it to monitor yeah. their their cattle and their their flocks and their whatever. Debbie Bochaabalupe could help me here you know they're herds that's the word I was looking for
1: well the crazy thing is you know the idea that you need this entire network rather than that's
0: it if you pass that is you, it
1: you have a law that says look we fly at this range and you know, the states know this you we fly at this range don't you know don't put that up there if you do that then you're going to be Don't put people's lives in
0: danger. Seriously, be responsible self-guided. No, but I'm
1: saying, a sim- what my point is, a simple law does that.
0: Yes.
1: Why do you need a whole network yes. monitoring system? It's That's and insane.
0: Something that is described as a massive tracking network. We should be like twitching in epileptic fits at the mention that the federal government is going to establish yet Another new massive tracking network to track who, not these us, right? So this law says. Uh, this law uh, says that now you have to have. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, you will have to. Identify, register yourself along with the ownership of this drone. So you buy your kid a drone for Christmas or for birthday or whatever. Now you have to register yourself as the owner of that drone so that whenever that drone is activated and picked up by the massive network, right, Mm -hmm. your name is flashed in front of the uh, FAA and the federal government. You will be completely and totally monitored. Now, crazy me, your name is on a registry. Mm -hmm. Does that not concern other people out there? And don't tell me it's to keep us safe, because if you are opposed to federal gun registries, then you should be opposed to federal drone registries. It's the same kind of principle. It's the same kind of property. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. The whole thing drives me nuts. It absolutely drives me nuts. And I wish that, once again, I wish that my prayer for 2020 is that, that a miracle spirit will move through the American people to peel the scales away from those who, with ears who will hear and eyes who will see. That they will see what's right in front of their faces. The truth, you know, absent the whole political party tribalism, absent personality, absent all of this stuff, you know, I just, that is my prayer. I believe, I'm believing for it. I'm believing for a great awakening in America, both spiritually to the gospel of Jesus Christ and his saving power, but I'm also believing for a, a great awakening to God's spirit of truth. Does that make me crazy? I'm, and now I'm a religious zealot too, right? So there we go, she said Jesus on the air. <laughs> Whatever, get saved, okay? And then you'll get it, I, I, I can't help you. All right, JC, it is New Year's Eve. We ought to let people go.
1: Amen. We're going to do that. I, and I think... And we're
0: going to go be with friends and family yeah. at church. You, hey, if you need some... If you want to watch a celebration, go to revival.com or, and watch live what we're doing tonight or YouTube.
1: The uh, You know, and you have your list of shows to do. I keep thinking because uh, I
0: need it, to make a it's list. only been a
1: couple people pop in and, and make the comments. Um, Sojourner, whatever, Sojourner, there are earlier uh, and someone before. Um you know we don't get many but a couple of the uh, you know the Bible says just to you know lay back and ah. you know, we're, we're, we're not supposed to be
0: we need a Romans 13 class.
1: anything so I think I should give that presentation yeah, on one of these shows absolutely. to show the biblical obligation not to stick your head in the sand and not not to keep surrendering and giving up everything.
0: And how God himself orders people to stand against tyrannical yeah. government. So maybe if you I don't should, see that in the Bible, maybe you maybe We should, should
1: I should do, do a show like that so that we have something to point people to when they come in and right. make make those comments. I, I actually That's the guy point. that was there a couple of weeks ago, I kept I, I invited I was wanting
0: him. to build a library. So I invited
1: him. That. I said I have a sermon that I teach on this if you are interested. And, and he never, uh, he was never interested. So usually it's just people, they make their comments and, you know, Oh, we're, we're just, you know, what, uh, w- what was the thing? I forget something to the extent of, uh, you know, we're not of this world and, and that's not, it's not the Bible. It's not Jesus's government. And so, you know, People are so confused about yeah. what the scripture teaches on that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I have a class. If you're interested at Liberty First University.
0: Or you can go to chrisannhall.com and go to the shop. You can download it directly to your computer. If you have a DVD player, you can order the DVD. It's called The, real, uh, the, the, mora- the Morality of Resistance. Yeah. The Morality of Resistance. It's at libertyfirstuniversity.com. It's at chrisannhall.com. If you don't want to wait for our class, if you want to start your new year off in truth, then yep. Let's do that. But
1: I think we'll do a show on that yeah. just just to uh, just to get that out there one more time because uh, it just keeps popping up.
0: Yep. So
1: and we're, we're glad you're here. There's a chance to be educated on what yeah. the Bible actually teaches rather than uh, the stuff that maybe you've heard from the pulpit all your life.
0: Right, right.
1: Because um, the the whole the whole uh, Christian pacifism and. You know, and and we're not supposed to <clears throat> worry about what's going on with government, and, and and we just roll over. That that's nonsense. That's absolute nonsense. Yeah. It doesn't line up with those scriptures. That's not what Romans 13 teaches. Um, and so I, I I just would love so, to have an opportunity to
0: tomorrow, JC, that. Uh, Lord willing, and nothing and no major squirrels run by. There's two Supreme Court uh, things that are happening. One with uh, religious schools and the definition of minister uh... as far as the irs is concerned it's going to be really really big uh... that's going to the supreme court and one that has just been handled by the supreme court uh... i want to make sure we do that tomorrow jc because you know people are already starting with their headlines about how the supreme court sided with indefinite detention of aliens or whatever we need to go over this just to give you a little warning it's not what you're reading. It's absolutely not what you're reading. So tomorrow we'll handle those two Supreme Court cases, Lord willing and some big fat squirrel not running by and changing my mind. But um, Happy New Year, everybody. I I just want to say I'm believing 2020 for major breakthroughs, major, major huge things happening in this ministry, believing for great favor and great opportunity to open eyes and to bring people truth. Uh, the piece of truth that comes through Liberty First. God bless you guys. See you See tomorrow. You next time.